You have now arrived at Stadium Engale. Boys and girls, ladies and gents, welcome to another episode of Steady Miguel. It's Uncle Silk. This is your boy, 35. It's your boy, Dan. Tis the season, fellas. Tis the season, man. Merry How Christmas, boys. Merry, Merry Christmas, Christmas, fellas, man. I'm hanging out, man. I'm hanging out. I'm uh, enjoying this rainy weather. I got all my, my shopping uh, majorly, majorly done uh, yesterday. I don't know if I, I think I just made up a word, but anyway. Um, <laughs> <laughs> I'm we got another tired. segment for that. You show, just got to drop the L Y and add the T Y. <laughs> no, something, bro. I'm tired, dog. But you're a T, no, bro. Just, and then you straight. <laughs> oh yeah, I'm making up words. Um, but hey, you know, see, I got, see, I got a, I got a, um, I got, I got pretty much tossed a, a brick at UF. They got to toss me a degree now, bro. I corrected you, so they got, they got to get me right. <laughs> <laughs> oh yeah, <laughs> what? It's it's like I don't have one, bro. I I, I, I probably seen it once. My mom took it as soon as I, it came. So, so that's what's up. That's what's up. What y'all got planned for Christmas, fellas? I'll uh, I'll be back down in the uh, the nine five four, holding it down for a few days, visiting uh, some okay. family there. Beautiful Cold Springs. You got you got to make okay. sure everything um in order since Kodak away. I feel you, man. That, that's sure right. Yeah, got to got to hold it down for nine five four. Make sure everything is everything, and then I'll be back on my way. Already, all right, Dan. Yeah, playing black. Yeah, I'm going to St. Pete uh, tomorrow. I'm gonna be there for Christmas Eve and Christmas morning. Then going to Lakeland uh, to visit my family. So should be fun, man. Well, St. Pete's the uh, the white. It's my in-laws. Yeah, it's my in-laws right. over in St. Pete. So nice, man. I'm gonna be up in Jacksonville in St. Augustine, kind of both. I got family and. And that whole little circle right there. So we we're doing a mini family reunion, bro. I'm pulling out tomorrow, which will be Monday, the twenty third. Hey Dan, yeah, bro. I do. Uh, do white people have family reunions? And have, uh, make shirts and stuff? No, we don't. No. So uh, if you remember, like right when we started the show, I had a family reunion here in uh, here in the Tampa yeah. area, and yeah. uh, we 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 don't do the shirts, man. We we uh, at least my family doesn't. I, Cam sounds like his family probably does shirts, but uh, no, we don't. Uh, we don't do the shirts, shirts, man, because you got to know who's who, man. Yeah, you got to know yeah, what's we, up. We, def we like definitely that. have the name tags. Yeah, you don't know all your cousins, man. You may mess around and knock one down on vacation. Easy, easy, easy. I can't slap no cousin cheeks, man. I I'm not too, too into that, man. You know what I'm saying? First name tags, man. I, I leave that, that to the people from Georgia, man. I don't do all that crazy stuff. <laughs> Alrighty, man. What's, the, uh, the, uh, what you, what's on your Santa list this year? What do you want for Christmas, fellas? Uh, I just want a 40-burger Virginia. <laughs> I'm pretty simple, man. I, I yeah, just want to yeah. just blow these people out and and, sh and enjoy some football. And uh, I just I'm, I'm happy for another year of life and another opportunity yeah. to to be with my family. So as I get older, yeah, um, I just want to make sure the kids yeah. are straight and as long as they have a great Christmas, I have one. So yeah, absolutely, yeah. No, I don't have any kids, so uh, you know, my brother, my brother and his wife have two, so going to spoil them a little bit. But uh, you know, just like you guys said. 
uh, just being with family and everything else is uh, is big. You know, I'm really, really fortunate in life to be able to to get a lot of things when I want them. So I don't really even have much of a Christmas list this year. I think you know some of the stuff that's on there is just like stuff that I, I try to put together. So so very fortunate and hopeful uh, to just be able to spend some time with them. What about you? Uh, so. Yeah, man, I didn't want, I'm, like, I'm, I'm the same, man. I got kids, bro, so I, I, I make it my interest to tell my wife. I got a lot of jokes and stuff about getting terrible gifts, but I, I really do tell my wife not to buy me anything. Because um, really, any money spent on me is to be, you know what I'm saying? I, 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 I spoil the shit out of my kids, man. So I try to make sure they got absolutely as much That's as possible. Sure. If, if it takes something out of my, off of, under the tree for me, then cool, but um. Yeah, that's what I'm looking forward to, man. Just being around family. Uh, I'm gonna see some cousins I haven't seen in over a decade. That's flying in, man, from, from Milwaukee to Mississippi to Louisiana, man. So it's gonna be dope. I'm just looking forward to what, talking. Uh, so, so, so my my cousins are are my uh, my nephews. Pardon me, are are under the age of what? Like one's just over two, and one is about six months now. So, what do uh, what do kids uh, what do your kids want for uh, for Christmas, boys? A bunch of stuff I can't really afford. Yeah, so, yeah. So my so my my daughter is out of control. So you can't really ask me. Um, you know what? What I mean? What, it's it's the difference between what I'm what she wants and what I'm getting. All right. Yeah, she's, absolutely. She's very out of control. So what she wants yeah, is um some shit. Uh, Kim Kardashian and Kanye get their kids. What she's gonna get is um <laughs> a whole lot different. Uh, got a little few toys here and there. She she's getting older, so she likes to do hair. And whatnot, um, you know, uh, arts and crafts and stuff like that. Um, but no, but no MacBooks and stuff this time. So she wants, she out of her mind. Yeah, I had to get. Um, I want to talk too loud because they they moseying around here, bro. So I gotta keep, <laughs> I gotta keep the level somewhat tone. But um, I went to 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 Target yesterday trying to get the the the, the Apple three series watch. My daughter wanted. That's the cheapest one, bro. So I'm trying to go to 180. Man, I scoured. I was willing to drive to Miami, a Vero. Now it's been a couple of hundred bucks. And uh, I came up, I came up empty. So I had to, we had to bite the bullet and get the the more expensive Apple Watch, and that kind of just took the wind out of my sails. But I'm pretty sure that's gonna make me more happy on, on Christmas when she opens it, because she's expecting the three, and she's getting the new one. So. Man, this is a lot of expensive stuff. My son's a little simpler this year, man, but he's a sneakerhead. So just shoes. It's expensive, man. Living yeah. beyond means, man. Like that's all yeah. thing I hate about Christmas, man. Well, I'm getting a, I'm getting a wife. Means. I'm getting I'm getting a wife a new iPhone. So I don't know how this. Yeah, yeah. yeah there you um, go. I need one, but you know, I'm just you know, it's, it's a season of, of giving, you know. So I'm gonna ride this eight plus out for a long. Yeah, time. yeah. my cat. My, my portrait mode work good, so I'm, I'm, yeah. I'm straight. These start looking like not like grainy compared to the other. Then I'm like, okay. I'm, I'm gonna upgrade. This. Yeah, yeah. Now yeah. I'm a vibe. I, and plus two, I, I just feel like, hey Dan, you can correct me if I'm wrong. I feel like Apple just gonna have something real, real nice up their sleeve for 2020. So um, I'm gonna just, I'm gonna just wait and see what they got. Yeah, oh, absolutely. Apple always has stuff up their sleeve. Whenever you think you have the newest thing, the newest thing comes out after that. It's incredible. Yeah. So I'm, <laughs> I'm, 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 I'm gonna hang out a little bit. You guys got any Christmas traditions that may not be uh, normal or, or like catching anything different? 
I know um, dad, dad probably eat green bean casserole or some shit, but you know, <laughs> and we don't do that. So no, we are know. a uh, no, no, no. We don't we don't <laughs> do anything too out of the ordinary. We do uh, we're a ham on Christmas type of family, uh, so we're gonna do do a little bit of that. We usually have a nice little breakfast in the morning, but uh, but no, um, you know the the church my parents go to. Uh, whenever I go down and visit them, they have a bunch of services. They have like 14 services over the course of a couple of weeks. So they usually knock oh, that wow. out uh, before I get down there. Uh, but if not, we'll usually go check out the uh, church service. But other than that, it's just uh, it's just time for family. We do something on Christmas morning um, and just kind of relax. Like I said, now it's a little bit different with my brother and his wife having a couple kids. Uh, it's it's a lot more about them now. But uh, but no, other than that, it's just kind of relaxing, watching uh, watching a little basketball, a little football. So. Another you got two out of the Christmas ordinary. pajamas? No, I don't have pajamas. I got a, uh, I got a nice little Christmas shirt that I'm gonna wear that has a picture of Santa Claus on it with his belly uh, out that says "Dad bought on it. But, but other than that, um, you can't be having a dad <laughs> bought. You got no kids, then. Yeah, well, you know, no, you know that, that that that's that's the part of the dad part. In the <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> I guess I'm missing the biggest so, part. So you know, of you, yeah, you you missing the whole. <laughs> I missed the part, whole thing. Man. Huh? Oh man, oh man. What about you guys? I'm going to get some pajamas. Tradition-wise, usually my friend, we, we we have our thing we do here. We do watching uh, the Christmas movies the night before everybody picks a movie. We'll start Christmas Eve. Yeah. While the wife is, yeah, we'll start like on the 24th. We'll start like doing like noon. You know, uh, I had a grill going. We kind of cooking, music playing, and then once we wind down like evening time, we'll start playing movies all the way up until like midnight. Christmas movies and. In our pajamas, selfieing it up, you know. Mm-hmm. I know. Yeah. And what's your favorite Christmas movie? Oh man, by far, bro. Uh, Home Alone, bro. Yeah. One and two. Yeah, no, yeah my joints. Absolutely. I, oh, I throw sure. in, I throw in um the Friday after next. Okay. I'm a little different <laughs> with the Christmas movies. I like to laugh, bro. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I got you. Yeah. What about you? Macaulay is classic in them joints. Yeah, I'm a. Uh, I you know I I I threw some uh slid some dust off a uh, old Christmas classic. I uh I popped in uh, Jingle All the Way the other day, man. Okay, that's a, all right. That's a that's a classic, and uh I'm a home alone guy too myself. Uh, Absolutely. I, I, you know I I don't go too much after two though. I don't okay. know nothing about Home Alone okay. three and four yeah, no, and twenty two. No, it's a completely different one. That, you know, I, yeah, they start having like random little sketchy kids in them things. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, yeah. You know, I, after that, I don't know these kids, so you know. They, they, you know, after after two times, you know, and then too much leaving your kid home, you could do after he done did all yeah. that bullshit. After Macaulay Culkin two. got probably taken yeah, away by yeah, DCF, yeah, yeah, yeah. You still That's leaving your kid home on, on Home Alone Six? Like, nah, <laughs> <y'all have it. laughs> no, I'm a, uh, you know, one of the I love Home Alone, man. I could probably quote the first and second one probably the entire way through, but I'm a big fan oh, of yeah, Santa sure. Claus. Um, I think part of it is my my with Tim Allen. Yeah, my mom and yep. dad love it too, so we watch that one every year. I was um, a Tim Allen fan as a kid. He was funny, bro. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's funny, real funny stuff. But uh, trying to think if there's any dad obscure jokes. ones. Yeah, absolutely. I, you know, there's there's one thing that I, uh, I don't know what you guys think. Do you guys think Die Hard's a Christmas movie? Oh, absolutely. Yeah, okay. yeah, yeah. Uh-huh. That's, That's right. Right. Yeah. action Christmas movie. Yeah, you know, action. Okay. Yeah, I like, I like, I like, um, I like Die Hard. Bruce yeah, man, I'm hoping that there's a. Uh, Hoping there's some new Christmas movies that are coming out because I've seen them all, seen them all a bunch of times. I'll keep watching them, but hopefully there's some good ones coming out in the next well, couple you, of years. You need some Tyler Perry. You, you watch Tyler Perry uh, Christmas movies? Tyler, no. I've not watched a single Tyler Perry movie in my life. Is oh, it Medea Does Christmas? Or? Uh, oh, damn. <laughs> that's, the next, that's the next project, Dan. All right. 
That's probably a movie. I'm not sure, bro, because I don't watch the whole Tyler Perry movies things, bro. I kind of faded away from that a long time ago. Yeah. But but Medea Goes to Christmas is might might be a thing, is it not? It's gotta be. It's gotta be a Medea Goes like like celebrates Christmas. Ernest goes to camp, Ernest goes to Halloween. Yeah, Ernest, bro, the same people. <laughs> I love it. I love it, boys. Well, Ernest uh, goes to camp. <laughs> well, let's uh, let's get started. Uh, we had a big week with uh, National Signing Day uh, this past Wednesday, uh, the early signing day. But uh, before we get into that, this uh, National Signing Day review is sponsored by uh, South Georgia Pecan Company. Give them a call. It's right after the holidays now. Uh, so whatever you guys got to do for to 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 warm your bodies up for. Uh, for the winter time, so maybe pack on a few extra pounds by uh, eating some pecans, peanuts, walnuts, whatever you want. So give them a call, 800-732-2646, georgiapecan.com. Again, 800-732-2646. So, Corey, you want to break down uh, National Signing Day on uh, on this past Wednesday? Yeah, absolutely, man. Um, early signing day has came and it has passed. with a number eight class in the country, according to the 247 Composites. Um, not a bad place to be at all when you're in the top ten. Um, the, the, the elephant in the room is the glaring misses that we have at the wide receiver position and the running back position, but that wasn't the really the story of the day on early signing day. Um, we had some mm-hmm. misses in the trenches. Uh, Tim yep. Smith was one of the guys that we were hoping to get, Clyde Pender, and also Donnell Harris. Uh, and wide receiver Sam Brown as well. Um, which mm-hmm. was the biggest miss in, in, in your book, Dan? Um... I don't know. I would I would probably say Tim Smith just because it seems like they put a ton of effort into him. Um, you know, I think that Florida's doing pretty well along the defensive line. I think they've got a lot of uh, you know a lot of players, but Tim Smith is obviously a, you know perennial four star guy. Uh, you know, a guy a lot of guys were after, but he visited Florida probably not. I think I think somebody said they visited nine times, um, and to not end up with him after all of that uh, effort and, and everything else just it, it stings. It hurts. Um, you know, especially because you know not long after that, Clyde Pender decided that he was going to announce for UNC. So you know now Florida's left a little bit scrambling trying to fill that role. Now I don't think he's the biggest miss just because I think Florida is a little bit more um, you know secure along the defensive line. But you never want to miss those guys whenever you can get them. But uh, you know the amount of resources that they put in to get Tim Smith to to end up. Uh, Left at the altar is uh, especially after the news and the, the word on the street was that he might uh, be going to Florida. Just uh, it sucks. What about you? Yeah, it's definitely Tim Smith. Um, just all, all the things you just said. I don't want to be an echo chamber and just uh, just say what you just said, but I just thought that would be a, that would send a message um, to, to snatch up one of the best players in the country from bama and what they what they're doing right now um and recruiting and have been doing for the last decade or so uh to snatch him i think with a a son of message that we're kind of like here um so we missed out on him i don't think roster wise that hurt us it's just like perception wise i think we all wanted that one so i just think that's the biggest misperception wise um roster wise sam brown um we're at a spot where we need playmakers at wide receiver we've missed a lot at wide receiver and for a guy that we got, uh, we offered kind of late. Um, he came to visit right before he set his commitment date and, and decided to sign. So it, all signs look like it's a kid we're going to land. Crystal Balls on 247 start rolling in from all the writers to UF. Yep. Um, at his announcement, he didn't even bring a hat. Mm-hmm. Um, and I'm, I'm a guy that, it's that, weird. Like, that like, no, it ain't, it's not weird. I think that kid was sending a message. Yeah. That, um, 
And I think the message was, you got to recruit me. Uh, your yeah. your logo is not that good. Nobody nobody logo is that good. This okay. is about relationships. Yeah. That's, that's what it's about. Recruiting is about, at the end of the day, kids going to know. They're going to have the information to know that they can go pros from anywhere. Mm-hmm. Absolutely anywhere. People are going pros from Delaware State to, to HBCUs. Mm-hmm. So when these recruiters are, are, are convincing somebody at the end, the relationships are going to win out. And that's what won out. And we're going to see that with a lot of these new offers we throw out and a lot of kids we didn't play because we don't have the relationship there. And I think it's a certain skill that comes with cultivating and, and building a relationship with your whole board. Sure. Because you don't know what, what dominoes are going to fall. If you just build a relationship with two guys on your board and you miss them too, and now you're in a world of trouble hoping you could get a kid just, that just want to play at UF. And that's what everybody was saying. Like All the media was like, oh, this is the offer everything he's been waiting on. And we ain't ever had it on the table. Yeah, that um, it, it stings because you know now Florida is really left with really hoping that Leonard Manuel makes it into this class. Uh, you know, who's a you know solid player, but you know that that's you know up in the air. You know, it does look like Florida is going to be able to return. You know, Trevon Grimes and Kadarius Tony and a few other guys that they they you know there was on the fence about, but. You know, now Florida desperately needs to go to the portal to get those guys because, you know, now you have probably 75, 80 percent of the guys that you would want to play at Florida are already committed, or, you know, or sign their national letter of intent. So now Florida's going to be left scrambling. And, you know, you've mentioned it here it was on the big three roll up court. I don't remember if you mentioned it. It's not just that we're missing on guys that it looks like, you know, nationally are, are ranked higher. It's we're missing the guys on on our board. Um, and it's happening a lot at that wide receiver and that running back position. And for a prolific offense where, you know, in the in the past, you know, running backs have been able to, to eat in Dan Mullen's offense. And then this past year with Kyle Trask returning, you know, wide receivers were able to eat. So the fact that we can't even, you know, seemingly land guys that, you know, in other, you know, under other coaches would have probably been shoe-ins in this class. Um, you know, it goes to show that Florida isn't cultivating the relationships that they probably need to at, you know, both of those positions. Yeah, the problem is not coming from, um, I don't think, anywhere else on this staff. It's mm-hmm. kind of a glaring, a glaring thing when you pay attention to it, that one position um, and two coaches since they've been here they haven't really went out and won some battles. And, then, and the reputation of Billy on the trail right now, because you talk, I talk to people, you know what I'm saying? Like, the reputation yeah. is, like, Billy ain't with it. They, they, they feel, everybody feel like they can beat Billy. And his resume isn't, mm-hmm. I mean, the greatest as far as we put in the league. So I think he needs mm-hmm. to work a little harder. And I don't I just don't see it, man. For for us to, to the production we got out of the passing game this year, right. we should have a line of wide receivers that want to come here. It's like only thing right. that, that that's not adding up is is the relationships. And and, and yeah. I'm gonna go ahead, I'm gonna like I'm gonna step out on that limb. Um mm-hmm. if the players gotta train and work hard to, to play to to the gator standard, the staff has to too. Period. And then right now, yeah. the, 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 when you're when you eight nine players down on your board, you offering guys that don't even have like SEC offers, trying to find gyms. Uh, this this isn't Mississippi State at all. That ain't the Gator standard. That ain't what we do. I haven't seen these type of misses. Even when McAway was here, like these are like yeah. weird misses. And we had an inept offense. So like some of these misses just not making sense to me. Yeah, no, and I mean, when you think about, you know, the guys that are graduating, plus the guys that are going to graduate the year after, you know, Florida just doesn't have, you know, those next guys to take over for, uh, 
Freddie Swain, uh, Josh Hammond, a Tyree Cleveland, a Van Jefferson, right? Trevon Grimes when he graduates, Correct. you know, you have Jamarcus Weston, um, Jacob Copeland, who's going to be, you know, entering his third year. You have Rick Wells, you know, outside of that, you have a bunch of unproven players. Now, Jaquavion Frazier's is a solid player. Leonard Manuel's a solid player, Absolutely. but none of them have done anything, right? So at some point in time, you've got to not only reload, you've got to, you know, try to continue to improve, you know, the position because these guys are guys that were recruited when Florida didn't have, you know, as prolific of an offense as they've had. And the problem is, is if you don't continue to reload, then you're just going to, you know, either get stuck or you're going to fall backwards. And when you have teams like Georgia and other teams that are, you know, in our conference recruiting better, especially at the skill positions, I know Florida has really done a good job in the trenches and that's so, so important. But at some point in time, you've got to be able to step it up as a team if you want to get from that, you know, 10 and two team that's going to be second in the SEC East to being that 11 and one or that national, you know, contender. And, you know, like you said, so we, you know, with Tim Smith, but you can't keep losing these battles to a, a guy that was committed to UCF that then goes to West Virginia, right? Like it's just, we, we've got to have a better strategy and you can't blame it on a lack of analysts. You can't blame it on a recruiting department. That's inept. You can't, you, you really no. can't point blame anymore other than you can't point, you can't blame facilities anymore. You can't no. blame coaching anymore. At some point in time, you've just got to look in the mirror and say, Hey, we've got a few issues here. And you know, the first thing Billy did when he came on staff was told Jamar Chase that he wasn't good enough to be, you know, at Florida. And now he's a Blitnikoff finalist, right? So, like, he told him that for real. Is that on record? I, that that that's the word on the street. So, um, you know, at the end of the day, you know, we've got some issues here that we've got to figure out how to face, and we're doing it at the wide receiver position, and the running back position doesn't look much better. So, unless they're going to go to the portal and get your Tariq Blacks, your Justin Shorters, those guys, at some point in time, you've got to be able to recruit those guys and not just rely on the portal. Yeah, you got to recruit your board. I mean, right now, uh, wide receiver and running back is still the, the biggest need going into February. The running back board, um, in my mind right now, is Jameer Gibbs, uh, mm -hmm. Henry Parrish, and, I mean, that Jalen White kid that, that really knows one of those kids, like, that's not – I don't think that's standard. Um, not, no no slight to the kid. He may turn out to be a real good yeah. college player. I'm just talking about recruiting, ranking where, is he, where he's at right now and how far down we are, down the board we are right now. That's not a gated standard mm. going that far down the board. Mm -hmm. um, wide receiver, there's not a lot of bodies out there. I don't know what they're going to do mm. with, um, wide receiver. I think deep back with, uh, turns into a huge priority for us. Um yeah, he's he's listed as a tight end or athlete, but he's he's a lot in the mold of Cal Pitts. Um, yeah, I think that's a huge need. So right now, that's a battle. I think we need to win. Um, yeah, the Malachi Whiteman kid that's that's committed to Florida State. I don't know what's his situation. Why we we've never really reached out to him, even after Willie Taggart got fired, to try to get into that recruitment. But that's a, one of the biggest receivers out there that's left. He's a Florida kid. Yeah. Um, I don't think he wants to go too far away from home. So hopefully, we get into his recruitment as well. Mm -hmm. Other than yeah. that, I don't know what, what um all these other kids like the EJ Mason kids, a wide receiver as well that's out there. But I just don't know a whole lot about their recruitment, man. Go You're ahead, about to find out a lot more. Um, you know, it's it's interesting. I mean, because you look at at running back too, right? Like you have Michael P. Ryan who's graduating, and Malik Davis who you know came off the injury you know this year had a 
okay season, obviously backed up Damian Pierce. Um, but you have Damian Pierce, you know, Malik Davis, Naquan Wright, who got a little bit of play. You know, after that, you have Iverson Clement, who, you know, who didn't get much. You know, you bring in another guy, but then you graduate, you know, maybe one or two of those guys. And now Florida's again at a position where they don't have that elite running back. You know, LaMichael Pirine wasn't a elite running back coming out of high school, but you know, had the the frame and the mold and, and obviously the pedigree of a guy that, you know, from with his cousin Samaje, you know, that that could potentially be that guy. You know, I'm worried about what that depth looks like beyond Damian Pierce. I, I think Naquan Wright has a lot of potential. But again, there's there's some things here and, and I don't know what we're doing to not be able to sell, you know, what a running back can do, you know, going all the way back to, you know, Emmanuel Moody and kind of that, you know, Keystone Moore group all the way through Dempsey and Rainey to, you know, what was able to to be done in Mississippi State. And then obviously with with Jordan Scarlett and uh, uh, LaMichael Pirine last year, this year wasn't as great of an example. But, you know, at some point, Florida has to be able to to figure out how to get these game breakers, because, you know, you look at your Alabamas, your Clemsons, your Florida, or not, not Florida State, Georgias, um, you know, your teams, your, your Oklahomas, they have these these guys that are electric you know, out of the backfield. And at some point, Florida's got to be able to, to try to figure out how to win some of those battles and get those those big elite skill players on campus. And you don't need an entire roster full of them. I would love it. But you do need to be able to win those battles where you're not going to your your ninth, 10th, 11th option, which is where Florida's at right now. I agree. Um, the overall biggest name we got is not a glaring need because we got some guys that safety in this position uh, yep. that already signed. But Avante Williams. Um, yep. Elite. One of the elite kids in the country was committed to Oregon. He decommitted, and things are a little open right now. Um, Georgia landed their guy. Uh, they was they was one of the guys looking for a safety. So it's appearing to be down to us in Miami. Now, normally when when we got ten wins and Miami got six, I feel confident. But I really just don't know. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> you know, uh, <laughs> I, th- th- there's no reason for me to have a ton of faith. Um, you know, I am proud of of the class that Florida does have at uh you know at safety i think that they've got some great players back there but landing a guy like avante williams is again you know the top 50 60 guy in the country you know that proves you know again the florida's you know back on the map right it's getting those guys and it's it's leveling up even though you've got good players you've got to get great players and so you know winning a guy like him um you know trying to figure out what you can do with malachi uh weidman you know you mentioned henry parish um you know, but outside of that, you know, you start to get into the the best players available in the country, or in your three, fours, six hundreds, eight hundreds, you know, thousands nationwide. And you know, that's Florida has a good class. You know, I know a lot of people have been probably listening Absolutely. the last fifteen minutes, and they're probably like, "Oh wow, um, you know, Florida is the number eight class in the country." You get you know Malachi McDaniel and Josh Braun a couple of days before National Signing Day, and if they would have happened on National Signing Day, then Florida goes two for six, and everybody's pretty happy with where that is. What we're saying is, is you've really got to be able to try to win some of these battles, um, you know. And now you're looking at, at guys that are committed to your your Louisville's, Indiana's, Kansas's, Michigan State's, Ole Miss, those kind of guys that that Florida's going to go after now. And those aren't necessarily the guys that you want to try to you know complete your class with. Yeah, when I um when we speak on it, like when we podcast on stage, Miguel, really what I want to do is is, is cause I think we're closest to the real core fans, the the, the, the fanatics. So when we do speak on like the recruiting stat, it's like my energy matches the fan base's energy. You know, like our content, 
matches, what the fan base and everybody and the fanatics are talking about. So those are the, the efforts in the room. We have we have them eight class. It's a real good class. Um, got some difference makers, and I think what we got right now, like these guys, gonna be gonna be real good. But the skill positions got to get better. You can't like everything's been upgraded, but those two rooms. So we got we got to talk about it. But let's get into this. Yeah. Um, I'm, I'm pretty sure we'll talk about some more recruiting as the callers come on as well. But, yeah, absolutely. But you know, we want to give a shout out to uh, you know to to some of the, the big dogs that they were able to get on camp, uh, campus, you know, Anthony Richardson ended up being one of your top, you know, out of the big three that we talked about with, uh, with Beck Sims and Richardson, he ended up breaking the highest and he's already on campus and, and already turning heads. So big shout out to him, Josh Braun, yes, Leonard, who are already on campus. We mentioned that last show, uh, but getting Gervin Dexter, getting your Derek Wingo's winning battles like that. Uh, your, your Ethan Pouncey, your Isaiah Walker, who was, you know, your guy that was probably the, one of the more, um, you know, uh, recruited guys out of the state of Florida, you know, like we talked about earlier, getting Mordecai McDaniel and then, you know, ending up with, you know, folks like Trevez Johnson and uh, Fenley Graham and, you know, Gerald Mincy and some of these other guys, you know, it rounds out a really solid class of, uh, of folks, you know, from, from top to bottom and say, it's now let's just, you know, let's just figure out how we can, you know, not miss as much next year. On some of these guys. Yeah, there's some interest in the portal as well. It's a lot of yep. interest with the Justin Shorter. You have, um, I know Jay Sean Cor- uh, Corbin is really interested in coming to the UF. Yep. I don't know if that interest has been reciprocated, but okay, he's definitely interested. So, I mean, we can work this thing and we can plug some holes in the portal, but the recruiting trail is the recruiting trail. If you're missing on the recruiting trail, it's a bad look, bro. They got to fix those problems. Yeah, but things are looking good for 2021. But, uh, you know, for now, you know, let's see what Florida does between now. They probably have, what, maybe three, four spots left, depending on how it gets filled. Uh, you know, there's a lot of national guys that are still, you know, open that, you know, who knows what they might be able to become. So, you know, it's not time to Who's your favorite guy in this class right now, Dan? Favorite guy in the class? Jeez. Uh, you know, I think Gervin Dexter is going to be an absolute monster. I'm going to say him. Uh, that's an easy answer. Him or Derek Wingo are really easy. Uh, but I'm going to go um, – I'm going to go all the way down um, to the rankings, uh, and I might be still in your thunder a little bit, but uh, we didn't talk about this. But Trevez Johnson is a guy that I'm super excited about. I think he brings the swag. I think he brings you know, the ability definitely, to hit. Definitely. Um, and, and I think that he is a severely underrated player. I think that he's going to probably have his national rank bump up a little bit. Uh, but he's a guy that a lot of people probably raise their eyebrows about earlier You know, when he committed to Florida. And, oh, no, he got know, bumped up. He's in the top 200, I believe. Okay, perfect. Yeah, so. I, I expect another bump as well, but he's definitely yeah. in the top 200. But, but, you know, I think that he's going to lay the wood uh, at Florida. What about you? Pause. Um, my favorite <laughs> hey, maybe player, on the field and off the field, you know? And it, possibly, highly possibly, <laughs> highly likely, <laughs> to be quite honest. Um, <laughs> I'm going to say my favorite guy is Gerald Mincy, man. I, I just like the kid's energy. Um, funny kid. I think he's, he's going to be a role grader, man. And he got some little brothers that, that's coming behind him that's going to be Hopefully Gators as well, man. I just like the bloodline. They got some good genetics going on over there. And I think he's just going to come in and, and shock some people. There's some big names on the offensive line with Isaiah Walker and Josh Brown, But I think mm-hmm. Missy is going to be uh, – we're going to see a lot of pancake going on. I think the attitude of that line is going to be totally different when these boys start playing. Absolutely. Black, you got a favorite player? Black took a 15-minute break. <laughs> I 
All right. Well, we'll we'll assume that it's Fenley Graham because he's from uh, he's from, uh, <laughs> <laughs> he's from Polk County. <laughs> we'll go with that. Um, you All know, right, man. Go ahead. Uh, no, I was just going to say, you know, there, there's some unsung here, or, you know, some unsung players from the class that we didn't, uh, you know, hear much about on the recruiting trail. Uh, but I'm excited to see a few of them. So I wanted to rattle some of those guys off as I'm looking at the list right now. Um, Jahari Rogers, you know, he's a guy that's playing um, uh, quarterback right now, but he's going to be switching over cornerback. I think he's got, you know, he's, he's tall, he's rangy, uh, great athlete. Uh, I'm excited for him. I'm excited for Johnny Brown, too. Uh, you know, I Absolutely. think that Johnny, Johnny I Brown love, committed. I love this man. Yeah, man. Um, and he committed and then he did one of those things. He just kind of disappeared, right? He's in the guy that didn't take visits. He didn't, you know, deal with any of the other recruiting shenanigans. He just kind of did what he did, but I'm excited for him. He's got a good frame and everything else. And then, you know, I also think that Jalen Lee, I think we stole one from LSU there. Uh, you know, so I'm excited for, for those three guys. Are there any other players uh, here that you, you know, think are kind of a little under the radar that, you know, I know you mentioned Gerald Mincy and you really like him, but any of the other guys that you like a lot? The Johnny Brown, I think Johnny Brown tape which is, was just was, was fire. I think that kid lined up everywhere. Linebacker, the way he was moving for a guy that's going to be putting his hand in the dirt, I was really impressed by Johnny Brown, man. I think his rankings is, is very disrespectful. Uh, I like a lot of these kids, bro. Uh, I think I think um, Finley's way underrated, but he's a smaller kid. I wouldn't mind seeing him play offense because when he got the ball in his hand, he's electric. And that's the guy we can get on special teams as well. I think we got a real good class. Um, even with last year's class, I thought we had some guys that was like just fluff that we were just taking as projects that turned out okay. This class, I look at it from top to bottom. There's nobody I'm saying, why is this guy here? Because I think John Bier is going to get pushed out. So with him leaving this class, I don't think, I don't see nobody I'm saying, why, like, why is this guy even in this class? Yeah, uh, you know, they, they've you know, the only thing that I think that they're missing, and I like him a lot. I was able to talk to him quite a bit at uh, at Friday Night Lights with Jonathan Odom. I really like him as a uh, kind of a blocking uh, tight end. You know, Florida is missing that that Kyle Pitts, you know, that next person. And now that they got one, you know, last season. But, you know, if, if that's a position that Florida should be able to uh, to sell. And I know that we talked about deep back with, and he's from uh, Alabama. Um, you know, I, I know that he could potentially be, you know, that next guy, but you know, that's a position that, that Florida's got to, you know, use on the trail, you know, get that next person in, uh, you know, in, in tow. Absolutely. And shout out to the staff for their evaluations. I think their evaluations miss or no miss or some of the guys they're getting that, that are climbing the rankings as, as the rest of the country start to learn about them. Um, the evaluations are on point. So um, in the words of being, everything's everything. Everything is everything. So let's get into this. Uh, go, ahead, go ahead, go ahead. I was going to say black that round uh, that that rounds out recruiting. You uh, you back? <laughs> <laughs> Is he back? He, I don't know. He keeps uh, he keeps looking like he's back, but uh, uh, but we can't hear him. Can't hear him. All right, man. So we got the the gate the gate the bowl game the Orange Bowl. I was about to say the, the Orange Gator bowl. bowl. Yeah, correct. The Orange Bowl, Capital One Orange Bowl. And this game preview is brought to you by the good folks at Gator Kicks. Any customized Jordans you need, any Amon Black legendary gear, they got the Fred Taylor legendary gear, joggers, tees, hoodies, whatever you need, hit, at the, hit the good folks up at uh, thegatorkicks.com. They're, they're on I, IG as well as the Gator Kicks. And they're also on Twitter, the Gator Kicks. 
a big shout out to them. They sent me a uh, rerun the state shirt a, a couple of weeks ago, and and I hit them back saying thank you, but I want to give a shout out on the podcast. So, uh, so big shout out to them. But yeah, we uh, we've got a, a week until uh, just a little bit more than a week until uh, that UF Virginia game. Um, what are you? What have you read about? What are you? What are you thinking about the game? I got a couple of uh, of thoughts on on my end. Uh, I mean, I've seen them play maybe three, four games, like actually live this year. So um, I think they're a solid team. Uh, they're solidly coached. I think they play sound, disciplined football. But I don't think they have the athletes to to play with us and, and beat us. Um, Bryce Perkins is a guy that you want to contain. He can beat you with his legs. If we could keep him in the pocket and make him make decisions from the pocket, I think we can make this game ugly, to be honest with you, man. Mm-hmm. I don't I don't see yeah. the athletes on the perimeter that should give us any problems. Even with CJ Henderson out, I'm excited to see uh five Kyrie Elam go out there and hold his own down. And mm-hmm. yeah, I just don't see it. What, what what did you get out of the, um this matchup? Yeah, so there's a couple things. One, you mentioned it, you know, Bryce Perkins is obviously a a really, you know, good athlete. He's a guy that, you know, can, can move the ball on the ground with his feet. I think he had over hundred or pardon me, over 750 yards, uh, you know, rushing the ball He threw for more than 3000. So, you know, Florida has got to be able to contain him. And I think that they can, um, you know, outside of that, I'm not too worried about their ability to move the ball. If you force him to, to throw, it's when you have to have the threat of him running, and not being able to contain that with the threat of passing the ball is the only way that I can see, you know, Florida really getting beat by Bryce Perkins. You know, Florida's played some solid running back or pardon me, solid quarterbacks this year. So, you know, I think that Florida will be all right there. Um, you know, on the flip side of that, you know, Virginia gives up a lot of points per game. Um, and that's mm-hmm. where Florida's, you know, really been able to dominate. Seasons, but you know, against defenses that are, are going to be much stronger than Virginia's is. Now, I am you know hopeful that you know this team can come out you know excited and motivated to play. It's an Orange Bowl. It's going to probably be a crowd that's probably no less than seventy percent Gators. But you know, Virginia's given up almost twenty-seven points a game, and Florida's averaging you know what thirty-five, almost you know forty points. What's Florida averaging? Florida's averaging. This makes for bad radio. Yeah. So Florida's averaging 33 points a game, you know, so if Florida's able to do that, you know, I'm not too worried about, you know, Florida's ability to score against Virginia. Like we talked about, Bryce Perkins is really the only player in Virginia that scares me. They've got a really good uh, linebacker there that, that um, is one of the only players in the country with, um, I think he had five or or six sacks this season. Uh, Jordan Mack, a really solid player and then Noah Taylor. Um, is really good. They're they're two actually their three top uh, sackers uh, this season were were all from the linebacker position. So there's going to be a lot, you know, not only from our offensive line that we're going to need them to step up, but that means that you're starting to get into your tight ends and your your running back, you know, having good blocking there. So um, you know that that you know it, it's it's a different type of defense than, than Florida's played, but you know Florida does its thing. You know they they should win by you know at least ten points. Yeah, I don't know if we have to. I mean, we could spy him with a guy like Bernie, and I'd feel more than comfortable with either Bernie or, you know what I'm saying? Like, I, I'm not. And, and, and what I also want to see this game is some of the young linebackers play. I wouldn't mind seeing a little bit more Hopper. I wouldn't mind seeing, yeah. seeing um, our, our run game get better, Try, switch some things up with the offensive line, put Ethan White in there, see what he could do as a yeah. full time starter. Like, mix some things up because we're going to beat this team. But I would like to sure. for us to showcase some some younger guys, uh, uh, uh kind of uh, show the momentum for next year, but also showcase this offense one more time for, before February, so the recruits can see what's up. You know what I'm saying? Your last pitch to the, to the guys that are kind of sitting around 
and, and haven't signed, put pen to paper yet. Ahmad. Yeah. Ahmad back? Ahmad having technical difficulties or something, bro. <laughs> yeah, I hey, know. Uh, hey, log, log out and log back in. Um, yeah. Let's yeah, get some no, callers I, on, Cam. Yeah, let's do it. I'm pretty sure everybody's going to talk about the game. And recruiting. Recruiting. <laughs> that's it. Might just be a, hey, just, just listen on Tuesday morning. We have the answer. That's, what it, that's why they want to hit on too much stuff, because I know once the callers get on, we're going to talk about a lot of this over again, but with just different. Different takes. Yeah. You have now arrived at Stadium and Gale. Hello? Yo. Yo, Steady Miguel, man. How you feeling? We hanging out. Well, at, 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 after Saturday, I, I ain't really feeling too good after after Mike White got another loss. Oh, man. <laughs> <laughs> well, hey, man. I told y'all about Miguel Blanco, man. He just, I don't know, man. He just doesn't have it. You, you know when the coach have it, bro. I thought few, it don't take these many seasons and these, these many excuses. Like, we're out of excuses, man. He just don't yeah. have it. That team's talented. Black is looking like a bum. Like, it ain't it ain't him. No, they just, they're just like running a JV offense or something, some high school offense. It's like they don't run any sets or anything. It's just like no, they walk down no. the court and shoot it. Yeah, Their sense of urgency is, is weird, too. There is none. <laughs> there, <laughs> That's what I mean. They have zero. Like, there is none. Zero sense of Whatsoever, I think you could cash time timeouts in too for like money at the end of a game because Mike White gonna take them things to the bank every time. <laughs> yeah, I, I, I guess he thinks he can use them for the next game. <laughs> I mean, bet- between the uh, this the shooting drought to start the game, which was like over seven minutes, and then the shooting drought to end the game, which was like probably close to six minutes. That's thirteen minutes of a forty-minute game that you didn't even have a point. That doesn't count any other probably minor shooting streaks in there or. Uh, um, droughts in there. So I don't know what this team's doing. They have terrible shot selection. I don't know if it's the offense. I don't know if it's no confidence, but at some point in time, like I've been a guy that's been like somewhat supportive of Mike White. Cause I think it's tough to, you know, follow a guy like Billy Donovan, but Florida's not the same, you know, program was when Billy Donovan took over Florida's recruiting really, really well. They just can't run a, you know, an offense to, to save their lives right now. And it's, it's frustrating because before we just kept saying, Oh, let him get his guys. Let him get his guys. Oh, let him get his guys that aren't injured. Oh, let him get the right guys. Right. Oh, give him a center. Now you have all of these things and it's still not even a it's bad. good it's, product. It's not, even, it's not yeah. even entertaining. Like yeah. it's not good basketball. Like it doesn't look like he has, like, like you just said, dude, I haven't seen any sets when it's time to drop a play. Out of a timeout, it's never anything. It's just like they're out there playing pickup ball. Like, what is yeah, our identity like these Billy, three years on offense? We have none. It's like when it's like when Billy Billy was coach. It's like when we were struggling to shoot on offense, we'd pound it into Haslam or something. Or pound, pound it into Bonner or somebody. It's like it's like when they, they pound it into the Blackshear. She can't pound it in there when he's got five guys on him. I mean, there's got to be an open guy if, if there's two or three guys hanging off the. Top of black here. What I don't get is when people like, because I mean, we're fans, so I mean, you have some fans that, that are going to keep pumping sunshine, and, and other fans going to be critical because they want to see a better product. But when fans say uh, Mike White can't shoot the shots, 
that's a terrible take because no, no, no coach can shoot the shots. You know, right. so no, no coach team, can pass the ball. No, no, no coach runs like, the ball. I mean, but you don't blame Dan Mullen for that, right? Correct. Like you got to, you know, when a team's executing or running plays, and when they're just out, they're just doing something, and it's just like playing pickup basketball. And Mike White is just. I mean, no disrespect to him. He's just this. This job's too big for him. We're not some up and coming program. Florida State, our rivals, is owning us. Like it's time for a new coach. Yeah, and, it, oh, and yeah. he he doesn't seem to have the assistance that Billy has. I don't know, you know, what it is, but it, it just seems you know there's more to it than just being a, a good coach. It's it's running a program. It's everything else. Obviously, we've shown that he can recruit. He's shown that he can recruit pretty well, you know. But at some point in time, these are your guys. You need to figure out how to win with them. And being seven and four in non-conference play and losing all of your games against you know relatively tough competition, except for that you know one Bahamas tournament. Uh, is, is just it's unacceptable to a program like Florida that has the standards that they had with the players that they have. Well, my only other beef is, and I'll, and I'll get off here after this, is uh, it's just it's just, a, just the recruit, recruiting thing. It's like I'm happy with what we did in the trenches and what we did on the other line, but I'm just mm-hmm. it's like some of these guys, some of these guys, we could, we, you know, they're they're slam dunks. We can just, you know, if you miss on the big guys, you you got you got the you got the hit on your backup plan. I feel like we could have landed Mark with a push a lot harder. I got. I mean, you gotta you gotta go ask for commitments. You can't just sit sit on your hands. Correct. No, and I'm, I'm with you all the way on that, man. They got to get a little bit more aggressive, and, and like you got to hold these recruits to the fire a little bit too. Like we're not gonna wait. You're not gonna burn us. Like this, we gotta have some some attitude. Like like we're somebody too. Like there's a certain point in the recruitment where we gotta get our guy. And I think, that, like you said, it was some layups. We missed some easy layups this cycle. That would have made this class right now if we made it be the top five class. And I don't think it was hard to do. I, I, Brian Robson is a kid we could have got, period, at wide receiver, wide receiver. And we're struggling to get good recruits in that room right now. That's a guy I know we could have got. And we just dropped the ball on it. And it's, and it's a couple more wide receivers that we didn't really get in on. Um, Coy, the, the receiver that's committed to LSU, he had a lot of interest. But there was rumors that we didn't like his size and all that stuff. And, I mean, I don't get it. You got to get playmakers. Percy Harvin wasn't 6'3 and, and 6'2, right. 220. Like, he's a playmaker. You just got to get the ball in certain guys' hands, cut the film on, check them out. But you're right, man. Like, this is University of Florida. We can't be dropping down to our F option. Like, it's just ridiculous. Mm-hmm. Yeah, we lost that, uh, the Valdosta kid, right? The one that was committed earlier. Yeah. Correct. Yeah. Correct. Yeah, I guess I guess Billy's just holding out to get Justin Shorter. I guess I guess that's that's gonna be be he's just not gonna sign nobody. I guess he's just going to get Justin Shorter. That's what it's looking like right now, bro. <laughs> you know, <laughs> and I, I don't know. And like, don't get me receiver. wrong, Justin Shorter is a great player. Two years ago, right when he was a five star, you know, he didn't really do much at Penn State. You know, had an option between him and the the other guy whose name we're forgetting at Penn State that we're both looking to potentially transfer. And, Franklin fought a lot harder for the other guy to not leave than, than Shorter did, right? So I'm hopeful that Shorter can do well. But again, you know, we talked about it a little bit earlier on the show, but you can't just keep relying on the transfer portal. I know it's something that Dan Mullen has done really, really well, but you can't keep relying on that. At some point, you have to know and you have to be able to get your guys to be able to develop them because not all of them are going to be able to come in and, you know, play right away. So you need your guys that you can get in as freshmen that by the time that they're sophomores, juniors, they're ready to play in your system. and can't just you know keep hoping that everybody's going to be Van Jefferson or, or Trayvon Grimes. 
Yeah, I'm, yeah, I'm hoping they, they get Tariq Black. That's why I'm hoping holding out hopes for. But if we don't, then I, I, don't, I don't know. Maybe I don't know what's going to happen. Yeah, I'm with you, man. We just got to watch it all, all play out. Now, recruiting is going to be real, real weird until February. You know what I'm saying? It's going to be a lot of activity, a lot of visits, a lot of new offers. So we'll see it all play out, man. I appreciate you for calling in and hanging out with us. All right. Appreciate appreciate y'all having me on. I'll talk to y'all later. All right, man. We'll go. Absolutely. Right. Merry Thanks Christmas, bro. Merry Christmas to y'all, too. Yeah, man. Um, while I'm at it, man, shout out to Brun Insurance and Financial Services, the go-to insurance of the big three. You know how we do it, man. Florida, if you need insurance, holler at my man Greg, 954-589-2204. From the panhandle to the keys, big coverages, big policies. And we hanging out at the Orange Bowl heavy. Let's keep it rolling, Cam. Yeah, no, I think I've gotten four or five people in my office to switch over to Greg and, you know, probably saved a collective, you know, three thirty five hundred $3,500. So, so big shout out to him. You know, while we're ready on the next caller, well, I think it's important to continue to look at the transfer portal. You, you have to always remember that, that some of these guys sure have legitimate reasons to why they're transferring family, whatever it might be. But you also have to remember that some of them are transferring because they couldn't get playing time at their own school, right? So like as highly ranked as they might have been out of high school, your Justin Shorters, your guys like that that are five stars, you know, you still, you know, there's still that concern of like why are they transferring, you know, right away. So Yeah, for you know, a guy like uh, I think I think Justin Shorter isn't the guy that's transferring just merely because of playing time. Uh, I think it's a couple of several things probably in, in right. They got they like they got locker room stuff going over at Penn State. Yep. Uh, I think Trayvon Grimes was similar. I don't think he, he was productive before he transferred. There's a lot of questions. People were saying that he couldn't play there. That's why he was coming to Florida. There's always going to be that question in the air when a kid transfers. Man, you just got to know the type of athlete you're getting, and if they're still a, 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 a high elite performing type of kid, you get them Hello. on campus and figure, try to figure it out. What's up, man? Stady Miguel, we hanging out. What's going on? I'm chilling, chilling. Same vibes, man. It's Sunday, man. It's a little muggy and a little ugly out, but another day closer Hell to Christmas, yeah, man. You know? Yeah, yeah. So what's on your mind? Uh, oh, the only, really, the only thing I want to say, man, is go Gators and Already. fuck cancer. Oh, go. definitely. Always fuck what cancer. You? I got all the energy yeah. for fucking cancer. Yeah, yeah. We got we got that same energy. So whenever you want to come on Stadium again and say that, we I'm right there yeah, with you. You get all that energy out right here. I mean, it, fa- it affects right, everybody, man. For sure. Yeah, well, I've, I've had it three times, so. Oh, man. Damn, what kind of yeah, but I'm good right now. No cancer good. for easy shit. I got a okay. cancer. I had. I had. Very long twice, and then I can't walk right now. I had spinal cord cancer. Oh, Damn, man. Well, prayers Damn, up. You, you still here, man. One more Christmas, yeah. man. It's a blessing, yeah, bro. Yeah, Every day you yeah. wake up on this side, it's a blessing, mm-hmm. bro. I definitely, uh, I definitely got uh, touched by, by, you know, cancer uh, directly through my family and, and a few close friends. So um, I definitely have a, a, live, a live strong tattoo. So uh, prayers up for you, man. I appreciate it, so. Yeah, man. Hey, shoot shoot me a message into my DMs. Every year I raise money for the V Foundation for Cancer Research around my birthday. Um, but you know, I, I do a lot of, you know, stuff with them. So shoot me a DM, I'd like to make a donation in your honor. Um, but uh, uh yeah, but yeah, that would be cool. Yeah, man. yeah shoot shoot me a message. Already. Y'all know how yes, we sir. rock, man. You know how we rock around here, bro. Yeah. It's all one big family, man. So what you got yeah, in your yes, mind data wise, dog? 
Yeah. How'd you, how'd I appreciate you, it, guys. Hey, what, are, what are your thoughts on National Signing Day and, and on the, uh, the orange? Uh, I'm not really, dude, we, we got a top 10 class. Like, we're chilling, man. Like, people are, like, freaking out about Billy G can't recruit. Like, we really we need one wide receiver. Hey, both are true. We are we are straight. We're not you're right. Both can't be true. You right. You said uh everybody's flipping out saying Billy Billy can't recruit. I'm going to say it. Yeah, but we are okay. We're number eight class. So yeah, both things are not true. We're class. okay. We're okay, but Billy Billy is drunk. <laughs> I guess, man. Something's up, I mean, man. And we really don't need a running back either. Like, I mean I I think it's gonna be Damien, maybe Nikon gets some touches. I don't really see Malik getting touches. Because guys don't stay healthy. It's a, it's a physical yeah. game. So you just need quality depth. So like we saw yeah, what stopped sure. us this year from making the championship run was quality depth. When Renard got hurt and Zoo got hurt, that hurt us not having yeah. them in the Georgia game. Just quality that depth. We had hurt. quality depth at quarterback. Franks went down. Kyle came in, kept it going. You know what I'm saying? That's quality depth. When when, you, when guys yeah. go down, you got to have that backup that's just as good when you're trying to make championship runs. And quality depth, depth cost us that this year. So it's, it's, yeah. it hurts a little bit oh. to see us not, like, getting those kids to, to, to make that difference like that. Yeah. I mean, it's, I think the O-line next year is going to be really good, honestly. But I see us being mm-hmm. – I like the, I like I the, the, the you know, trajectory of the O-line, especially with the recruit. You know, people talk about heavy Like, he can – like, that first year with Dan, man, we were just running down the people's throats. That South Carolina game, I thought we were going to lose the name. Piran went off. Absolutely, I think I think running game is going to be fine next year. I think this year was 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 some growing pains. Um, some, yeah, we had to take a step back somewhere in that sophomore year in in, in this whole thing, man. So and that it was an offensive line, but I think them guys could be fine. Heavy he's going to do what he do. Exactly. Yeah, I, yeah, I think sure. they're going to be better next year for sure, man. Um, definitely, uh, it's going to be a different mentality. These guys got a whole year under their belt, man. You got to understand. Um, you know, the, the, we lost a lot, a lot of talent the year before. So um, I think these guys are going to be okay and uh, get an uh, offseason and, uh, you know, uh, a camp under their belt again, man. Uh, we're going to be great next season. Yeah, we will. We got to smack Jordan's back. We'll hate that. Yeah, that too. Right there with you. I'm with you when you're right. Hey, man, I appreciate you for coming on and hanging out with us, man. Merry Christmas, my brother. Hey, Merry Christmas to you guys too. Absolutely. Go Gators. Go Gators. That was dope. Three times. Three times. Three times. Hey, man. Got to keep fighting. Absolutely. It's easy to lay down. Mm-hmm. You guys yeah, that's... Doing for, go ahead. Go ahead. New Year's? I was about to say that. Yeah. New Year's. <laughs> what are you guys thinking, New Year's? You guys get all dressed up and go out or... I like to. I don't like yeah. to go out to clubs or any, like, downtown. I don't want to do none of that, but... I like yeah. to um, have a nice house party. My sister usually, or well, me and my sister usually throw one together and we hang out with our family. I have the guys from the You're NWO podcast drive up. They hang out with us and whatnot. But I like to dress up, yeah. I like to throw on something and not no yeah. big party, though. Like low-key, yeah, yeah. intimate settings. That's, that's, that's what I'm about. I like uh, I like getting dressed up. You guys know that. You guys have seen some of the uh, the new Dapper Dan wear that's come, you know, come recently. I want to show some of that off, but Whatever, like, the version of a Grinch is for Christmas, for New Year's, that's kind of how I am about going to nightclubs or going to these, some some of these places with, like, 500, 1,000, 2,000 people. I mean, it's just 
just a little too much. And then I think it's like pretty anticlimactic at the end of it. So not it's a not, huge, not a huge New yeah, Year's. New Year's is amateur hour, bro. That's yeah. when all the rookies, the people that don't yeah. drink or go out. That's when they go uh-huh. out. Uh, try don't, you know what I'm yeah, doing dumb shit. Yeah, they go or they go out that one time. It's like the one time a year that they go out. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So no offense to people that have kids and everything else. And, you know, this isn't isn't at them, but I noticed that that's a lot of time. You know, the one time a year. You know, some people that don't, you know, that don't get out often go out and they usually get belligerently drunk and you know stumbling all over the place and you know then they get crammed and packed. You know, because all these places that have I, I sound like a Grinch and I don't want to, but it's just, it's just not my holiday. Yeah, I just um, the last time I went to a club on new year's eve it wasn't even think anything crazy it just that's when it hit me like bro this is not it um <laughs> it was the first new year's i thought i was i was married um me and the wife went downtown and i didn't we didn't to be honest we didn't want to go out it's just a friend of mine had just won like this boxing match he had a table one and then the year before i had flaked on him last minute so i was like oh, i gotta kind of kind of go through this year so we went and bro it was just too crowded even in VIP, it's just too crowded to like too amateurish, man. And so when the ball dropped, we left. We were like, all right, ball drop, let's go home. Like I, I wanted to beat the crowd and and all the shenanigans. So we was home by like twelve forty-five. The, cra- the craziest thing about all of that is I I get it. You know, it's New Year's, a ball dropping. But dog, me and my wife go to bed so early. <laughs> I don't. I I missed it in the, like a couple times. Real real talk. Seen it. I always go to sleep before, so. It's like we catch it, and then I find myself waking up at like two o'clock in the morning, and I miss everything. It's already the next year, and I'm like, all right. Like, I whatever. feel fine. I feel totally rested. Last year I hosted. I don't want to host <laughs> this year, bro, because it was too much work afterwards. You know what I'm saying? Like, oh yeah, everybody yeah, going. Gotta, I gotta up, clean. Gotta put everything. Oh, yeah. Yo, oh yeah, that's not happening. That's gotta, not happening. Gotta store this year. extra food, and you gotta. Yeah, yeah. No, nah, I'm gonna bring in 2020 real fully rested. I would not be cleaned up out there. Everybody gone. <laughs> Yeah, but this is a good time to be able to use my uh, my white dad jokes. Like I'll be able to say, "See you next year" or "See you next decade." You know, whenever <laughs> you I got no people. kids, you keep got all this. You got dad by, you got dad jokes, and you got no kids. Oh, that's what I'm saying. <laughs> you got dad jokes and dad by. Hey, I'll give I'll give you a few. You guys can use. Uh, hey man, toss them to me, man. You know? <laughs> Can't let this material go to waste. You know. No, I need them in my back pocket. I'm be with family all week. Get this. <laughs> Need dad jokes all. All right, guys. Uh, watching the game, uh, what the Ravens Browns games? You guys got Lamar Jackson as MVP this year? Absolutely. Yeah, without a doubt. It's not, I, nah, without a doubt. Born Beach alumni, man. You know. Yeah, man. He was born in nine five four, but he graduated here. So yeah. And Will Muschamp wanted him at wide receiver. So that's the crazy part. Like, no, we could have landed that kid. Like I knew how that yeah. recruitment went down too. They they was chasing yeah. Francois. Yeah, we had, oh, yeah, we had Lamar right. Jackson in the bag. We had him, and they was chasing Francois. And then Francois kept stuck with Florida State. And of course, Lamar Jackson felt some type of way. Like I'm not no backup option. A lot yeah. of these kids got egos, and as you I don't see, blame they can go to pro from anywhere. He went to pro from Louisville mm-hmm. and won a Heisman. You can do that stuff anywhere nowadays, man. So it's about relationships. Petrino had the relationship. And my man Lamar um, Thomas. I, I I just know this. They bust our ass. Got them sugar balls. Oh, dude. Charlie. What? Charlie Strong. That put Charlie on the map. Poor guy. Yeah. What do you guys think he's going to do? You end up a defense coordinator somewhere? Or you think he's uh, 
Yeah, right. I, don't, I don't think he'll DC in college. I think he'll DC in college <laughs> or something like yeah. that. I don't need, yeah, cause to, be, to be quite frank, and I was trying to explain this to somebody the other day, it's like, and no disrespect to him, dog, but like, I don't know how much his defense has changed. Um, no, he's, he's dated. He's outdated, bro. Yeah, game, bro. The game is passed. Like, I, know, I know the spread offense gave us trouble a little bit when it was starting to, to come out back in the day. I just know right now it, it's too, it'll be too much body point. It's just... But people don't understand that, dog. Like, and I and I hear a bunch of Bill bring Billy back and all that, man. That's I don't know, man. That shit just, man. I want to recruit. It's, you know, you got to put it. You put a lot of strain on these dudes, man. So, um, you know, it's it's, it's difficult, man. I don't, I don't think Charlie gonna bring no no college defense coordinator. Yeah, no, nah, I don't. It just don't make sense, like for for him, right, to be. Like, he can still go to man. Willie Taggart's coaching the FAU. You don't think Charlie's gonna get a job? So he could coach at a lower oh, level sure. school like that before he's a DC and on the college level. Like this man's been a head coach and made millions of dollars at Texas. He's not finna go work for anybody like yeah. just to work. Yeah, and he just got another three million to leave USF. I need to get a job like that, man, where somebody tells me that my value is a lot more by just paying me a bunch of money to not be there than to be there. That's <laughs> <laughs> Hell of a life. I can, I can tell you this. I don't know how, how fast I'd be uh, trying to get a new job. I'll tell you that. And somebody that rich does not want to go jumping on a recruiting trail. Like People just say, oh, let's hire him or let's hire him. Like It's a lot of recruiting. Um, it's tough work. And Charlie Strong got a lot of money to be recruiting like mm-hmm. a defensive coordinator these days, bro. That's a lot of flights and mm-hmm. going yeah. to see kids. And the man got a kid's his own at this point trying to Get to college and all that. Yeah. Yeah, he's too far in the game. The game, and I think the game's passed Charlie a little bit, like you said. Yeah. yeah. Hey, Willie. Willie hasn't uh, amassed too bad of a staff down there at FAU, huh? He, guy, he grabbed Jim Levin. <laughs> yeah, man. I didn't see that coming. I didn't um, either. I didn't see. I definitely didn't see him taking that job. But let's go to tell you, like, like people wanted Jim Levin here. <laughs> Like, to do what? I'm like, what? Like, you want to fire Todd <laughs> Grantham for Jim Levitt? <laughs> like, who the FAU defensive coordinator? Right. Now he's FAU. It's like, okay, <laughs> obviously that wasn't a big demand for this dude. But, um, yeah, Charlie, I, mean, I think Willie's putting together a good staff down here. Uh, it's going to come down to what his offense is going to look like. That's a league he can win in, but I don't think he's – it's going to be a cakewalk. Lane may look easy, but Lane's a schemer. Lane got some big wins there and was able to do some things in that conference because he's a good play caller and a schemer. It wasn't because he was some magnificent recruiter in that conference. It was more of him just coaching well. You know what I'm saying? Um, and Willie's not Absolutely. known to coach well. He's known to recruit well. So it's going to be interesting. But I like the opportunity for him down here. Absolutely. And a blast from the past, I saw that Charlie Weiss Jr., who was a offensive analyst when his dad was a – the uh, offensive coordinator here at Florida is about to be the uh, new offensive coordinator over at uh, at USF under uh, under Coach Scott over there. So yeah, he was on the uh, lane for a little minute too, wasn't yeah, he? Yeah, yeah, he's like yeah. 25, 26 years old as an offensive coordinator. So so shout out to him. Um, you know, it's not a bad spot to land under uh, Jeff Scott after yeah, shout under Lane out to the nerds. <laughs> this, this whole this whole culture thing is like a fraternity too bro like yeah. like some of these people never played ball before and they just That's get these, annoying, these nerd opportunities they want to tell me hey man you know go coach go coach go coach man wow so so dude who who ain't never played football before but his his uncle 
<laughs> on his mom's side. <laughs> yeah. So, like, nah, man, y'all tripping. I ain't even. Nah, 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 nah. How me with my family all around like crazy. But I think, I think that's one of the props. I think that's one of the props even in the NFL. I mean, I think, like, I think a lot of these, I think back in the day, more guys that coach or that play coach. I think a lot of the brains and a lot of offensive guys that have come and like these guys don't like didn't play the game. I think that's one of the problems that Manny Diaz is having down in Miami. He he's not a football guy, you know what I'm saying? So I think to a certain yeah. level, and that's why the, the former players don't really respect Manny because they know he didn't play ball. You don't know nothing about that. So it just becomes an X and O, like a job type thing. And football isn't just a job. Yeah. And Ahmad, this might be a, a good Ask Ahmad question. Uh, you know what? Let's just make it the Ask Ahmad question since we have a uh, you know good segue here. Uh, the Ask Ahmad segment sponsored by always by uh, Sean Gibson over at Gibson Dive and, De- Dive and Detail, uh, Broward, Miami Dade, Palm Beach County, uh, Tri County area down there. Anything you want with your boat for boat detailing, underwater hull cleaning, dive recover, anything else? Give Sean a call three five two five one four one four eight six again three five two five one four one four eight six. So Ask Ahmad just kind of goes into this. Um, you know, I know there's some discussion in the military. I've never been in the military, so I don't really know about, you know, some folks that, you know, were never in the military and then became, you know, um, officers in the military about some of the respect. Is there any difference, you know, going to what we were just talking about, is there any difference from a, a, a coach that at one point coached uh, or, pardon me, played in either college or the NFL, you know, being your coach compared to a guy that maybe was on the analytics side or, you know, kind of like what we're talking about, Charlie Weiss Jr. may have just been a protege of somebody. Is there any difference in the way that they're usually treated by uh, by the players or, or in the locker room or anything else? I mean, I never I never really had a, a guy who, you know, I haven't had too many guys who didn't play. I mean, usually, usually the guys who who uh, who try to coach it um, have some type of experience in it. Now, I'm not saying that's necessarily um, what it takes to, to be a great coach. I mean, I know um, I know some guys who, who actually know the game very well on the analytics side who, uh, you know, can, can, can decipher, uh, you know, third down deficiencies and whatnot and, and, and can probably coach up a game very well. But, you know, ultimately me, I just would prefer someone who's actually been there who if I had a problem or had a question about um, <clears throat> a certain play or a certain situation, he can, uh, you know, give, give it to me um, with, with real life experiences rather than um, something he may think or, or read. Very good. Yeah, I mean, I never played, right? So I don't know, like, what it'd be like for me. Um, you know, I know when I played travel hockey, there was always a difference between somebody that was just a coach and, you know, somebody that, you know, had played, you know, the game at a competitive level. But, you know, I wasn't sure what it was like at the uh, at the collegiate or at the, uh, the NFL. Right. It's just so much, it's so much about this game that just not just plays and the right. nuances and, and things in the locker room. There's just so much other things involved in football. We, uh, like, I mean, most of the time, football people are going to prefer to have another guy, that, like like Amon said, have been there, done that, just because of the other stuff that's going on. And, and I think you have to be, to be a good coach. You got to know about the nuances of a football locker room and, and the position and players and, and whatnot, man. No? <laughs> that's it. that's something i don't know i don't know anything about i can't imagine me trying to coach football kind of reminds you of the idea me of josh Newberg coaching football you know anyway um uh, josh newberg definitely ain't coaching no football i don't think he watches 
He put Phil Sims in the top five conversation on the show, bro. I know he don't watch football. I saw that. I saw the Phil Sims slander, man. <laughs> Come on, man. What we got next? <laughs> I think it's time for Ma to teach me a thing or two about a thing or two. Yeah. Word of the week. All right, Dan, you ready? Born this ready. Week's, this week's word of the week, Dan, is. Boom, boom, flu gazy, Dan. That's a trash drum roll. I'm going to be honest with you. <laughs> I thought you were trying to think of a word and then you were just, <laughs> you were just making noise, trying to like figure out in your head what it would be. That's not the hood drum roll. <laughs> so <laughs> trash. In the hood, man, you don't have real drums. You got to beat on anything like buckets. <laughs> oh, I've, I've seen some really good uh, oh, bucket, drum bucket drummers. Yeah. Yeah, 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 something like that. <laughs> You know, you can't rain on my parade right now, man. Already. Flugazy. Right, so, uh, can you use it in a sentence? Was your drum roll flugazy? Is it me crapping? <laughs> there you go, Dan. Uh, man, hey, man. That, that, your, your clothes flugazy, Dan. That ain't real polo. Fake? There you go. There it is. Flugazy. Not real. Uh, I'm, I'm, I'm on the right path, sir. That's how y'all use it. I'm trying to figure out if it's flugazy or flugazy. We we say flugazy. Y'all say flu? No, we just, we, just, we say flugazy like the, the Italians. Flugazy. Okay. We flugazy. Okay. Like yeah, like on the Italian movies, so, they say so, when you got like a fake diamond or something like they call it a flugazy. You know? So okay. So, so maybe maybe in the hood we just say it wrong. Um, that's, that's about that's about most, most things in the hood though. That's yeah. how it goes. <laughs> no, maybe we just say it wrong. Maybe <laughs> we proper. Well, we say this. I think yeah. that's what it is. So, hey, Dan, man, I'm sorry. If, you know, hey, you're good. I just want to make sure that I'm, when I'm out in the streets of Polk County, that I use the word fugazi or flugazy. People know what I'm talking about. You yeah. sound like an undercover cop, man. Don't be talking like that. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? <laughs> you know, look at Dan Wires right there. <laughs> <laughs> Who sent you, man? Who sent you? A mod black. You and your nice suit. Who sent you over here? <laughs> Talk about flugazy. <laughs> oh man, who got the song uh, this week? I closed this out with a banger last time, so that's on you, then. Uh, so, mm. uh, let me get um, I've been vibing lately. Let me get Brandon Banks, Lucy. Been vibes. Okay, okay, okay. All right, so, looking forward to hearing this one for the first time. Yeah, good, good tunes, Dan. Add that yeah. to your archive, man. It's you know going to put me in the crystal spirit. Yeah, let that sit in your spirit a little bit. Okay. Uh, <laughs> in your toe. What's your toe? Say what? <laughs> What'd you say? Let that crystal spirit just, just marinate in your throat, man. <laughs> that sounds so pause worthy, bro. I'm sorry, uh, bro. Uh, pause. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sorry, man. That's how it's sketchy, dog. Oh, oh, oh. All right, boys. Merry Christmas. Merry Christmas. Same corner next week, man. Stadium Miguel. Stadium Miguel. Merry Christmas.
Temptation strong, got my deuce. 